Pickaxe. I, I, I don't know how to move on. Shh, well, shh, shh, shh. Oh, sorry. I'm being quiet. You'll, you'll wake him. Oh, who? Peter. Oh, Tiny Peter's having a tiny snooze. <laughs> oh. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no go no, back to bed. He's got you stirring. He's not actually awake. He's fucking. I'll put a, a, bit, a glass of milk next to him. He loves that. Okay. Just the smell of milk. M- m- milk. Milk. Oh, there he is. It's working. He's going to hear you. Oh, he's like, his little feet are kicking. Oh. Oh, this is weird. Okay. Here I go. I'm going to count all my money. Let's see. One. One coin. Oh, oh no. Oh, beans. Oh, no. All, of my, all of my copious oh. cash. Pennies everywhere, oh, Peter. Peter. Oh, I was there, having there. a lovely, lovely dream that oh. I wasn't a member of Podiat. <laughs> Fuck. Oh. Sorry, dude. I, that I woke you with my immeasurable wealth. Oh God, man. Dreadful. Are you going to be in a grumpy mood for the podcast now? Yeah, yeah. Fuck you guys. Oh, we'll Damn. never get him back down again. He's such a nightmare. Flipping mm. heck. Well, I suppose we should just get on with it then. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Podiots, the official Vidiots podcast. It's a conversational podcast where we take some questions from you at home and obey the law of the three Urs, where everybody brings a A thing along to to talk talk about. about. I'm Ben. I'm Peter. And I'm Michael. Hey, guys, how are we doing? Doing pretty good. Right. Do you have any t- little traditions when you're doing the a uh, thing along to talk about? Because I have to go like full eyes closed, kind of dance into it to get the rhythm right. Oh really? <laughs> I I get really yeah, tripped up with Discord. It's like a slight mismatch, so I've got to get like enter the thing zone. Yeah, the trick is not to uh, try and slow down to sync up with the people who you can hear who are behind you. You have to just stay at the same rate that they are, even though you're all saying it. At a different rate in your own ear, like or a different exactly. saying at the same rate, but a different you know, same speed, but at different times. You know, it's it's a it's battle of mental fortitude. It's a re- it's it really starts the podcast off strong. I think the fact we're able to coordinate it every time it's a work it's, of art. You have to stay exactly out of sync. Yeah, it's <laughs> difficult. Yeah. It is difficult. Well, before we move on to the rest of the show, where we do our things and answer some questions, it's time to talk about Pod Squad. If you go to streamlabs.com forward slash poddy, it's donations. Donate three pounds or more. You'll get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show and you'll support us and we'll love you forever. Thank you so much. Mikey is going to kick us off with the Pumpy Platoon. Oh, I'd love nothing more. I was about to do a horn there, but we don't need a horn because I guess I'm Demons is first up with a very generous donation. Thank you. They say... Hey guys, loving the podcast as always. It's that time of year again where I ask you to give my wife Montana a birthday shout out. Peter, please do not call her a prostitute this time or do. I'm not your boss. Love you boys or girls. Sorry, Peter. Peter. (laughs) I don't remember that and I believe that it did happen. (laughs) Such a menace. Well, happy birthday, Montana. Yeah. Happy birthday, wonderful Montana. time. Birthday, Montana. Thank you so much for celebrating it, I'm assuming, listening to this podcast all day. Damn right. Absolutely. That's the only way to do it. Yeah. 
Just on repeat, have a wonderful birthday. Happy birthday. Oh. The party continues with Stephen's. Oh, Whoa! Oh, so close, Peter. So close. You're getting better. Next birthdays, you're, you're going to do it. I'm confident. Yeah. <laughs> You'll call the next donator a whore instead of the, <laughs> the lovely Montana. The party continues with Stephen Scordes with a generous donation. And they say, hello, boys. Keep up the amazing work you all do. Thanks again for the kind words on worst games ever, on the Worst Games Ever anniversary video. I'm starting a new job soon, so I'll be able to continue to support you guys. Big love to you all. All the best for the best boys. Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Thank you, and congratulations on the new job. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you very Stephen. much. Yeah. Pro trainer, Stukalicious. Er, um, Eric Tile Des Function. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie Center Parks Weber. But camel case is hard to read. I got you. Uh, oh, that's well That was every other letter was a capital there, but I got through it. I got through it. Nice, nice. Father Jonathan's pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Borean chain smoker. Big titty Jesus 42. Austin Peter minge eater. Lovely. A succulent Chinese walrus and puddles of podiots. Thank you all. <laughs> Thank you to them. Uh, in the tiny troop this week is Specky Becky. Shit names for wankers. Currently on episode 65. Yeah. Uh, Chegg Chog Hedgehog Rip. Uh, <laughs> always an adventure. Mr. Black forgot if he donated. Raindrop Joy. Lord Camelcase Brotovich. Staniac Fingered the Pope, who was very generous and said, Been following you, guess, since the name redacted days. Uh, I thought it was time I joined the pod squad and asked if I could get a shout out for my wife, Niffy Cat. Niffy Cat! That was Niffy the shout Cat. Out, What's up, Niffs? What's up, What's Niffs? Up, Niffs? <laughs> Mike is on first name terms with Niffy yeah. Cat. Yeah. Uh, we'll it continues with an excellent moustache, Mikey's spiciest fart museum, mm. Finn Tristam, Max says just like spaghetti, Don Echo 7. Wank in Aldi Middle Isle and Eurovision Dong Contest. Oh, good. Good stuff. Uh, finally, in the fast crew, we have Mikey Likes the Dangle, Spread Cheeks Slap Balls, Carol Voldemort, <laughs> uh, Chegg Winner of All, Basil Thrush, Basil Thrush Boom Boom, Nobby Blobby Wanked on Noddy, Help My Bum Fell Off, Mr. Macker, Tommy the Wank Engine says, Thanks, MJ, for helping to burn my DVD. Yeah, you're welcome. Using. Did you help Tommy the Wank Engine do that? Yeah, he started a new business. He does a car boot sale where he sells pirated copies of Spider Man 2. And... Does yeah. he? Just well, that. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's lucrative, that, yeah. I'm sure. Using. Gore. What? Using Orphan Tears as Loom. Oh, Jesus. See, that's oh, why wow. you need Camel Case. Mm. That was hard to read. <laughs> Uh, make Pod Squad wholesome again. Big Dick Johnson's greasy gunt. Oh, Just keep swimming, Ash. Prince Beefcakes. Caroline, I'm leaving you. <laughs> and Scotch Bonnet Bum Ring Sting. There we are. Jesus. That's your Pod Squad. Aren't they an eclectic bunch? Oh, what a, mm. I swear you always seem to have the worst ones. <laughs> you do. <laughs> I all I do, I copy them from top to bottom and then I just split them three ways. So Mikey gets the first chunk, Peter the middle, and then me the last. Really, so the, I don't know. the last group of 
or is it in reverse order? It's so the fir- the, yeah, so it's the first. The first it's the oh, first really? after the last episode. They're all yeah. really they're straight in there with their filth, um, <laughs> with their wank engines and. I also like the idea they, that someone announces to their wife or partner that they are leaving them via <laughs> the Podiat's donation <laughs> system. It's a power move, Caroline. That's... I'm leaving you. I'm leaving you. Well, we've done a proposal oh, yeah. before, so it makes sense to have a divorce at <laughs> yeah. some point. Balances out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Will make sense to me. So once again, that's streamlabs.com forward slash podiats donations, three pounds or more. Get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show. Boys, would you like some questions? Yes. yes. I have a question. Speaking of Tommy the Wank Engine, here, presumably, he is hey. at Triggly, Triggly Sarah T. <laughs> On Twitter. Uh, worst birthday party you ever attended? Oh, good question. <laughs> uh, oh, oh that's, that's a very good one. I feel there's a sad birthday party. I don't know if it was sad. I think I had fun. But I remember looking through family photo albums years ago. And there was just a picture of young me, strongest bulker ever imaginable, sat at a table by myself with a full spread of food, but no one else there. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing. There was a... Cocktail sausages, Colin the caterpillars, mini rolls, there's everything, but it's just little me, and I don't think anyone else came. Oh no! Oh no! Was it your party? Yeah, it was my birthday party, and oh, but <laughs> I don't so know the style. I'm seeing my parents this weekend because um, we got a wedding, so I might ask them. Do you remember this really specific picture of me with a table of food? What's the story there? <laughs> We need more information on that. I think we need to recreate that birthday party and have loads of people come and you can have a great day. If there's any time travellers listening, please go back to Mikey's birthday party and just be there for him. Oh, God, wait, there's this tattoo just emerged on my chest. It says, thanks for the great party and cheers for the capula cake. Oh, someone did make it back and etched my child torso. Good, thanks. That's... Mm, mm. Don't, know, don't know if that's a good thing mm. please leave me alone time travelling tattoo artist <laughs> strange um, I, I'm struggling to remember a, a bad birthday party that I attended um, there was one that I didn't attend that I heard had happened with like just a certain group of friends in my, in my year at school who were, well this was primary school so they were in my class I should say you know it was like 30 odd of, of us and a, a certain group of them had got together at a swimming a swimming baths so it had been like a swimming party and the room upstairs in the swimming baths had been they'd like laid on a you know a table of like you say calling the caterpillars and sausage rolls and stuff yeah um and i was at school on the monday after the weekend that this birthday party had happened and there was like a sort of a tension in the air and it was like what's going on here and uh, all the the whole class got called into a, a special I mean it wasn't really an assembly it was just us and the headmistress was there and she looked really stern as we were all walking in and I was like what could this be about and the boy next to me said oh it was a so and so's birthday party on the weekend apparently out of nowhere like Phil or whatever stood up and went food fight and they all started <laughs> throwing food all over the the conference room or you know the the party room of the swimming baths and apparently the school took it upon themselves to have strong words with the whole class because wow. a group of like nine boys had had a food fight at the swimming pool um 
That sounds like an overreach on the school. Doesn't it? Yeah, I don't know why they involved themselves. Like, surely the parents of the kids, you know, like... When you're outside of school property, you represent the school. Your behaviour must be exemplary. That was exactly it. I've heard that before. What bollocks is that? Such nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. So, Who calls yeah. schools with complaints? I mean, I guess it makes sense. It's an easy way to fix it. It just feels like such oh naughty behaviour. Just call up a school and rat on a child because they're causing a bit of a nuisance or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's one thing doing it if they're in their uniform. Like if it's, you know, half past three and they're on their way home and then they throw conkers at Mr. Jones's window, then, you know, maybe you do call the school and say one of your students, you know, I recognise the uniform. But it was just some kids on like a Saturday at the swimming pool. Just throwing yeah. food, which they shouldn't have done. But like, no. yeah, surely the mum of whoever's party it was, or dad, or dad, or dad, uh, or dad. But it was mums back then. Let's face it. Um, should have <laughs> should have got involved and said, "What are you doing? Um, Stop it!" Maybe the mums were involved. Uh, yeah, maybe they. Like, Fuck you, Carol. And <laughs> just throw a sausage roll. The teachers like Carol. Class, I've gathered you in today because I need. When you get home tonight, you need to tell off your mums for what they <laughs> <Yes>. did. <laughs> Carol is in the hospital. She has a sausage roll allergy. Yes. And she's on a ventilator now. She's neither allergic to pastry nor sausage, but combine them. Oh, she comes out in, in blocks. Very dangerous. Yeah. There's a tiny piece of roll lodged in her nose, and the doctors can't get it out, and it's all your fault, children. So there you go. That's not, doesn't really answer the question, but I don't remember a, you know, a memorably bad party. I'm sure I could probably rank mm. them all from worst to best if I remembered them all, but I don't. So, yeah. yeah. Ben? Uh, I, ben. yeah, I, I had one <clears throat> that wasn't really, the, the party wasn't bad, but you know when you're, you're a kid and sometimes things just, sometimes things just get way too much and you just, you just need to have a cry. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, like the, I'm just, I'm going to cry now. <laughs> And, uh, you know, some people still have that as adults and all the, all the power to you because I think regularly crying is probably, quite good probably a really good outlet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> probably. Not enjoyable, but probably quite healthy. Um, some boy in my class rented out like a, an indoor five-a-side football mm-hmm. place that was basically, you know, like a basketball court slash badminton court, you know, all that sort of thing, you know, the squeaky yeah. floor, yeah, sports yeah. ground. Yeah, and then they had like a, a back room rented where, you know, we had the cake and stuff. And like, I remember playing football. I mean, it wasn't really going very well. I was like, I'm going to score some fucking rad goals. And I didn't do it. No. Didn't do any goals. And then I found out that Manchester United had lost that day. Oh, and no. I was just like, no, I'm just going to fucking cry. Oh. I'm just going to cry. Oh, no. oh. How old were you? So uh, I'm not about to judge you. 17. I was, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was maybe. I was maybe like seven. Yeah. It was primary school. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and my, my dad came to pick me up. This I didn't cry at the time, yeah. I'll point out. When my dad picked me up, I was just like, my dad's here. Ah, it's time to cry. Yeah, I, just cr- I was walking out. I remember the boy looking over like, oh, fuck. What, what happened to Ben? He must have had a horrible time at my birthday party. And I was like, no, nah, Man United lost it. I didn't score any goals today. And that was enough. That was it. Were you, so. were you a big fan of the Reds? Did you- the Reds, listen to you, Michael. Oh, the Red Devils. Go on, you Reds. Um, I had to Google. I mean, I was as a child. I was oh. as a child. My dad supports um, United, so no, you just kinda... I sort of got that through osmosis and have dropped off over the years. But yeah, it's powerful I just osmosis. Took it very personally that day to, to drive a child to crying. This is this is what football's all about. Is yeah, no, John O'Shea yeah. did not do well enough. Quite frankly, <laughs> uh, look at him. He's crying story. because of your actions. Do better. Look what happened? Huh? Mm. Not even cake could fix this. Dick. 
Uh, anyway, that's uh, that's that question. Who would like to do a thing? I'll do uh, a thing. Oh, yeah, go for it. Ooh. Oh, oh. <laughs> let me just let me just my adjust currency. my headphones because they're kind of they're creaking a lot, and I'm hoping if I loosen them, they won't. This is Ooh. we have to cut this out. I'm just you know walking no, no, you guys through. Can we through. get some bonus creaks while you're adjusting, please? Let me lean into the mic. You hear that? Discord's oh. doing a very good job, I think. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. It might be on your on your file. I mean, also, maybe it's version. just... I mean, they're quite good noise-cancelling headphones, and it might be that just every single creak and crack is being fed directly through the foam into my ears and isn't making <laughs> it to the outside world, so... Could be. Yeah. Could be. Know. Anyway, that seems a bit better. But, uh, you know, that was just a little adventure for you, so let's yeah, let's continue. Oh, I love that it. was fun. Yeah. Thanks, man. You're Thank welcome. You. In the spring of 1947... Toronto's teenagers went on strike. What? Thursday, May 2nd, 500 high school kids marched, waving placards that read, Don't be a sucker! And, Let's all fight inflation! The public demonstration was the product of simmering resentment over a national issue, one that had galvanised youngsters from coast to coast. Oh my god. The price of a candy bar was too (gasps) high. Oh Jesus. no! <laughs> Fuck! We've been down this fr- this Fred road before. I was going to say, why haven't we ever done this? It's what? because our generation is apathetic. Yeah. I think resigned to the fact that we can't change anything. They'll just allow themselves to be walked over. We'll and, get yeah. rolled over and pay 15, 20 p for Fredo. What is it now? How much are Fredos now? Fredo, I don't know. Twenty one. I don't know, but if hey, son, if you want to be able to afford that Freddo, why don't you just go around town with some CVs? Just drop them in, you know? <laughs> yeah. Just drop in with Pull some yourself CVs. yourself up by your bootstraps. Yes. A single Freddo is 26 pence. That seems like an awfully unreasonable number. Make it 25. Tell you what, if, uh, if this generation didn't cry whenever Man United lost, we would probably have cheaper Freddos, mm, you know, yeah. be, t- be a tougher bunch. You never would have lasted World War Two. No, yeah. absolutely not. And they wouldn't have survived the candy... Oh, I didn't actually think of a name for this. The candy bar protest. The candy crash. The candy crash. There we go. Yeah, there Mm -hmm. we go. King's candy crash. Um, So this is the story of when children rose up all with one common goal, the the extortionate price of candy bars. Mm. How many students again? Sorry. There was about 500 uh, for the May 2nd demonstration. But there was multiple. Oh, it grew. It grew. We're about to find out. Fuck. So this wasn't all just nonsense. The kids had a point. In early April, literally overnight, the price of a standard bar of chocolate jumped 60% from oh. 5 to 8 cents. A group of regular candy buyers in Ladysmith, British Columbia, who included a 17-year-old Parker Williams, were among the first to recoil at the added expense. They said, We can't tolerate this. The nickel to us had some purchasing power. You could get your ice cream, your bottle of pop, or your chocolate bar with that thing. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Didn't know they said bottle of pop in America. I I think that's... Is it Canada? I think it's just a Canadian thing. It does feel weird. Wait, like, trying to imagine, like, a chipper little 1950s... Get your bottle of pop! (laughs) Like that. <laughs> That's them. That's Canada. That's Canada, right? From the harsh streets of New York, it's Canada. <laughs> Battle of <Hey>. pop. <laughs> I'm drinking pop here. Hey. Williams and his friends organised a boycott of a local candy outlet, the Wigwam Cafe, and painted signs and placards that said, "Don't be a sucker." They even painted Williams's car and paraded up and down the street in it. 
The cute candy protest caught the attention of the Vancouver press, and the group posed for a photo outside the cafe. Several clutched soft-serve ice cream cones, which remained priced at a nickel. Mm. Take that. Mm. Can't buy chocolate or buy bloody ice cream. Screw you. Remarkably, the kids' strike tactic appeared to work. Thanks in part to support from sympathetic adults. I don't, know, I don't really know what that means. <laughs> What's a sympathetic adult in, in regards to the plight of chocolate? There, there. That's it. There you That's go. We fought in World War II. <laughs> <laughs> Local store owners reported a significant dip in chocolate sales and the media coverage inspired youngsters in other towns and cities to take up the cause as well. Downtown Vancouver stores prominently displaying eight-cent bars were chain-picketed Saturday as members of the National Federation of Labour Youth carrying sandwich boards and placards paraded the business streets. Um, that was a quote, and things are getting serious now that the National Federation of Labour Youth are involved, mm-hmm. which I really should have Googled the name of that organisation because that sounds incredibly um, serious <laughs> for, for, for chocolate matters. Nope. Yeah. Very much, they died a while ago. They're no longer a thing, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't die. They just, I guess, after the candy wars, they, they petered out. The, that was the big that cause. <laughs> they got it. Yeah, they did it. The NFLY's backing kicked the cause into overdrive. We have proposed a national boycott, said Glyn Thomas, the 19-year-old chairman of the Vancouver branch. Mm-hmm. A communication from Toronto indicates the plan will be adopted on a Dominion-wide scale. Bicycling kids in Burnaby disrupted traffic, and a group of 200 youngsters interrupted the provincial legislature in Victoria. Some stores in Winnipeg reported a complete halt in the sale of chocolate. In Halifax, kids entered stores en masse to ask the price of the bars. (laughs) (laughs) Little, Little tiny forms of protest, but I think it's beautiful. Junior grade kids in Regi- Regina or Regina? Re- Regina. Regina. Re- Regina. Is it actually Regina? Regina. Yeah, yeah, Regina. Regina. I've forgotten. What was it again? Regina. 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 There we go. Junior grade kids in Regina walked out of classrooms and refused to return until the prices were restored. <laughs> wow. Uh, I have endless admiration. Toronto kids initially diverted their allowance elsewhere, leaving the eight-cent chocolate bars to gather dust on shelves. A quote, What I'm getting kicks about is the disappearance of the one-cent sucker, said a store owner near a Danforth school. Now it's two cents. Every day the kids come in and call me robber. (laughs) (laughs) Robber, robber. It's doubled in price, you thief. (laughs) On blur... On Blair, Blair, I'm just going to go with Blair. It's B L O O R. So on on Blair Street, on May 2nd, the candy bar war reached its zenith. At the direction of the local chapter of the National Federation of Labour Youth, students from several schools marched into Christie Pitts, which is the name of a town, not not a medical disorder. (laughs) Tucking information cards under the wipers of every parked car they passed. Their signs read, Eight cent bars, a big bite out of a sweet tooth, or knuckle down for nickel bars, and candy is dandy, but it's eight cents ain't handy. It's very yeah. cute lyrics. Lyrics, a, a lot of them. In an attempt to quell the prospect of future sugar-related unrest, candy manufacturers posted advertisements in the Toronto papers explaining the reasons for the hike, citing boring reasons like. Manufacturing costs increasing, cocoa becoming more scarce, sugar, labour costs, all that, all that. Mm. Boo, give us cheaper chocolate. 
<laughs> Eventually, the protest reached the nation's capital on May 3rd, led by a group of buglers. I assume that's people who play the bugle? Yeah, I guess so. Hey, cute. 60 kids from the city's Lisgar Collegiate paraded on Parliament Hill. We'll eat worms before we eat eight-cent chocolate bars, one sign read. <laughs> and another one, eight-cent chocolate bars, fooey, said another. <laughs> it's so very 40s, 50s, it's very sweet. Isn't it? Then, with the Blur Street and Ottawa protests still fresh in people's minds, the Toronto Telegram dropped a bombshell that scuppered the movement for good. And this is, uh, this made me giggle. Citing, quote-unquote, the most reliable source... A front page story on 3rd of May 1947 claimed the 8 cent candy bar campaign had been infiltrated by communists. Oh my god. <laughs> no, it's an it's been a knee jerk reaction to progress the Red time yeah. memorial. The commies. They're commies. Oh, they want cheaper chocolate. Uh, but will they attack you in your sleep? No, they just want cheaper chocolate that's, and healthcare actually. Really. No, commies a lot of them. They don't realise it, but the indignant students innocently parading with their placards demanding a five-cent candy bar have become another instrument in the communist grand strategy of the creation of chaos, wrote reporter oh. L.M. McKenney. This, Jesus Christ, this, the kids, man, don't be screaming communists at them. The creation of chaos. It's good. I mean, he's got a way of words. He's very powerful, but Jesus Christ, man, mm. put your energy elsewhere. The Every story- one of those eight-year-olds was bribed by Russia, I think, or the USSR, <laughs> they yeah, were told. Le- Lenin airdropped in coins to keep them yeah. going and, and more signs. Tiny CCC Peter. <laughs> right? Does that work? Yeah. 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 Just just met by complete silence from both of you. So I, yeah. doesn't I giggled. Let's move on. Wow. All right. I liked it. I think it's great. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Fuck you, Peter. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> you communist. <laughs> The story accused the National Federation of Labour Youth of planting a few seeds of Marxism. One of the giveaways, McKenney said, was suspiciously well-painted placards used by children. Because <laughs> yeah, the, the kids are good at <laughs> They did art. too good of a job with their Got to be Russian meddling. <laughs> the communists have eagerly grasped the situation created by the originally spontaneous protest of high school students, he wrote. Youth organisers have been instructed to use every possible means of developing and encouraging the chocolate bar agitation. <laughs> no, that's the title of this story, the chocolate bar agitation. <laughs> wow. The sudden and bizarre ac- accusation almost immediately derailed the candy bar campaign. Groups oh. sympathetic to the cause began to withdraw their support and newspaper editorials turned against the kids. And eventually, sadly, the protests fizzled out. In 2012, Parker Williams denied the movement he helped start was ever affiliated with communists. Was that 60 years later? He's still trying to (laughs) prove that he wasn't a communist. (laughs) But he said, at least we didn't sit idly by and let this terrible thing happen, he told writer Tom Hawthorne. We recognised we did have some power to make a protest. In time, the price of candy bars fell to seven cents, but the kids never walked out on candy ever again oh, and they never got a six cent bar ever again that's quite sad yeah or it's only going to keep bar, going sorry. up yeah. unless we have like a massive economical crash we'll never we'll never be that oh, low well, again you won so you know yeah any day now there you go i think it's worth it screw yeah. housing and jobs cheap chocolate that's where it's at 
Absolutely. Thank, thank you for listening to me ramble about communist chocolate lovers. Thank you for telling <laughs> thank us you, about Michael. It. That was very insightful. Mm. Yeah. Learned something new today. Damn right. Who would like another question? Both Ooh, of us. Me. And this is from Addy at two Addy underscore P on Twitter. What's the best thing you've ever got for free? And I'm talking actual things here. None of that friendship or love nonsense. <laughs> oh, oh God, that's free. a very good question. Jeez. I can kick us off if you guys want. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. For a while. Peter, you'll know what this is because I think you were alive at the time. Right. Um, <laughs> from my grandparents' next door neighbours, I got two cool things. Mm. One of them was a widow's penny, I think it was called. Right. Are you familiar with that? Uh, I feel like I've heard the name, but I don't. I wouldn't know what one is off the top of my head. I believe it was off of World War One, right? And they were sent to widows of uh, soldiers who died. Oh, is it like a little medley thing? Yeah, but it's quite big actually. It's oh. like the size of your your hand with uh, with fingers outstretched. Just a big like bronze. It may be made out of something special. I'm gonna look for uh, a picture sort of medallion type thing and uh, I spotted it at my uh, yeah my grandparents neighbor's house and I was like that looks really cool and the next day they brought it over and gave it to me because it turns Aww. out it wasn't theirs it was gifted to them a while back because uh, one of the neighbors was a was a major a retired major oh, wow. in the armed forces hmm. um who you know served across all of those good old days of the british just being everywhere they shouldn't be <laughs> uh in the 50s and so on in the 40s no, i'm not really aware of these i'm looking at a picture now i've not really oh really i mean it doesn't surprise Surprised. me that they were given them but i i wouldn't have known necessarily that these are a thing yeah yeah so i got one of those and they also gave me an onyx as in the mineral onyx not mm-hmm. the pokemon uh chess set whoa which Wow. I pro- it was so shiny and it looked amazing and I promptly put the chessboard down on the bed that I was sleeping in at my grandparents and sat on it and snapped it in half. Oh, Jesus oh, Christ, Ben. <laughs> yeah. Guess what I did after that? Not tell them. Nah, I fucking cried again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just just cried. Um, so, did a cry and then my granddad, ever the handyman, glued it to some wood underneath. Right. So, like, it had a solid base. Again, and the sort of fixed, but uh, yeah, that was an, that was an impressive, an impressive turnaround of a gift broken and ruined. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. if I was like an old person, I gave something to a kid and they broke it. I, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't. I, maybe I wouldn't be surprised, but like, oh well, I guess they had some fun. Oh, that's that. Yeah, I guess that. It had some fun being sat on <laughs> before it. Yeah, I think that's why I cried is because I was sort of humiliated and sad. You mm. know? Like, oh man, they trusted me with that, and I just yeah. went and sat on it and broke it. Yeah, that's always the worst feeling is when you break oh. something and you're like, oh, I've got, I can't hide this either. I've got, I've got to fess up. Yeah, that I've got to belonged. go talk to someone. It probably belonged to the dead major. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Well, maybe. I mean, he was alive at the time. Oh, but well, who, yeah. Who was the widow? Oh, he got he got it from someone else, did he? Yeah. So he received it from someone else. I see. Um, and yeah, then they gave it to me mm. after. And when you sat on it, it unleashed the demon spirit that now haunts know, the house to this I day. Know, some some soldier, some dead World War One soldier, still haunts my grandparents' home. <laughs> oh. Um, have you got an answer, Mikey? I'm still trying to think. I mean, I can obviously think of just like. <sighs> good christmas gifts i've got but you know i'm not I'm... In, in in the universe of things that i didn't have to pay for but got mm. to to do was 2018 got to go to twitchcon to san diego and 
that didn't that was cool no was it 2018 it was 2019 2018 was vidiot's time wasn't it jesus you... wait was it Wait, 2019 was Vidiot's, wasn't it? Oh, 2018 know. was Vidiot's. 2019 was Triple Jump, year one. Year one, you're right. Year one was, of your yeah. job, Mikey, so. Yeah, well, it must have been 2019 then. But yeah, got a fly out, San Diego for work, did some worky things, enjoyed it, had a great time. Then obviously the next year, the, the, the whole bloody world shut down, which made it even more of a valuable experience. And that was probably like the last normal TwitchCon for a little while. Yeah. That made it nice. That was a good time. All paid for on the company card. Cheers. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> nice. I, I had to do a little bit of work. I, um, when I was ooh, seven or eight, you know, the sort of the years where you cry at things. Uh, yes, you, I know them well. You get overwhelmed, yeah. I, um, there was a circus in town. And nowadays, you know, much like how I really enjoyed going to SeaWorld when I was about 10, um, you know, I look back and I'm like, well, that wasn't nice. That's like a really sad orca being made to jump. And likewise, you know, most circuses, well, circuses now in the UK, you can't have quote unquote wild animals. You can't have elephants and tigers and lions and stuff. I think they can still have like horses and dogs and things. But, you know, you it's, it's, it's better now than it was because circuses probably not that great. But, you know, back then... I really wanted to go to see this circus. You know, I thought it sounded really cool, and my brother got was 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 able to go because his um, his friend was going to the circus, and he my brother had been invited to go with them. So I was like, oh no! So uh, he went from school that evening, and uh, my grandma came to pick me up from school. And my sister was in the car, and I was like, yeah, he got to go to the circus. That's a shame. And on the way home. We stopped at the butcher's to get some tea. And uh, when we went in there, the butcher had a, had some circus tickets that he was selling. Because um, I guess the circus had just been round to various local businesses and said, do you want to buy some tickets from us to sell to your customers? So we managed to get two la- or three last minute tickets to get to the circus, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went there and there was a raffle on as well at the kind of like half time uh, interval uh, and I had a solitary uh, pound in my pocket to buy a raffle ticket with. And I bought the raffle ticket. And then I ended up winning the raffle with my one Whoa. ticket Ooh. out of everyone in the circus. Which, I mean, I guess thinking about it, as I told that story, I did pay a pound for the ticket. <laughs> you, did, you did, but you got access to the venue for free. Well, I got access to the venue for free because my grandma bought it for me. And then when I got there, I paid a single pound. And out of everyone in the whole tent, uh, I was I was invited to walk down to the ring. <gasps> and uh, the clown, who, I mean, clowns are kind of creepy, but this one wasn't. He was a, he was not particularly creepy. Handed over, uh, it was like a big black teddy bear. And my brother and his friend saw me just walk. They didn't even know I was there. They had no idea that we'd got some last minute tickets. And they just saw me march down to the ring and win the <laughs> raffle prize. Uh, and they like ran around and said hello. And I really loved that bear because not only was it a memory of a very happy day where I got to go to the circus and I saw a man like balancing on like six barrels stacked on top of each other and a, another guy whipping a lion. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, great time. stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, but not only that, uh, it smelled of like sawdust and candy floss for about Ooh. three years after. Like oh, nice. it smelled of the circus in a really nice way. And so I was able to, like, go to bed 
and the 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 teddy bear was always like in the corner of my bed and if i ever wanted just to be whisked back to the circus i could have a little little sniff come a little closer you can fucking smell it smell it on your bear (laughs) uh whisked back to the circus with my sawdusty sawdusty bear that i got sort of for free oh amazing i don't know if it's the best thing i've ever got but it's up there it's a it's a happy memory. memory. Yeah. I, f- yeah. I feel like a fool. All these nice heartfelt stories. Now I've got, I went to another country for free. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like scanning my room. I must have a bit of memorabilia somewhere, but I've got a big stack. I've got, I actually, oh God, I, I need to tidy up my room. I'm just looking around and <sighs> my room is just covered in newspaper and it kind of looks like I, that, that scene in a film where someone's gone mad and there's newspapers everywhere. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. kind of what my room is like. God, it's just, bloody everywhere i never really realized because we use newspaper to for the ferrets to poop on and so claudia like once a year will go visit a nan and all people being old people she just reads like three newspapers a day so yeah. she'll fill the boot with them give them get twitter gran how we get with oh, it you God. don't need all this paper how we how we nan sorry that was that was me i just had that Horrible realization of just how much newspapers in my room. <laughs> Sorry, that's how you got it for free. You got it for free. That's, that's got the it best free. There free you go. thing I've ever received. Honorable mentions to um, various amazing bits of tat we got sent at videos. Yeah, you know, oh, Billy absolutely. Clay Walrus. Or was he? He, he might have even been what culture? Um, he was what culture? Yeah. Signed man. photos of Dick and Dom and <laughs> Dave Benson Cannon. Phillips, dear Peter, Ben and Mikey, or whatever it was. Oh. Um, that was great. Yeah. So all those things too. Yeah. We're all so ge- such generous, wonderful people. Thank you. Mm. Generous bunch, aren't they? Yeah. Um, nice, aren't they? Mm, Bloody nice, good aren't they? lot then. Peter. Breaking poos. Yeah. Wow. This is according to the sun. Um, Boo. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Mid, mid to late July. This story comes from. It's written by Hannah Carter. Um, <clears throat> Poo Bomber 50 <laughs> who has plagued neighbours lives for 25 years is banned from urinating and defecating in public oh. as though that wasn't banned beforehand you know it's PC culture gone mad isn't it just oh, um, Aspo an aspo. <laughs> yeah. Very good. I tried. Um, there's a little sort of pun headline before that major headline. It's sort of like a, like a, a well, I don't know, but it just says turd immunity, and then says the the headline, which is great. Brilliant. Uh, I enjoyed um, that. Yeah. So here we go. A woman who, quote, poo bombed her neighbor's property as part of a 25 year harassment campaign has been banned from, quote, urinating or defecating in any open space. Cops successfully applied for a criminal behavior order against 50 year old Amanda Lee. There is a photo of Amanda Lee, which I will send to you now. She is not doing a poo. It's safe. <laughs> she is. I'm very excited. Oh, oh well. She looks she sad to have been caught. She's, she's got, got really tired. Yeah. She's got um two hearts tattooed next to her eye and each heart um 
represents a poo she's done in the garden. Yeah, it's like a prison tattoo. <laughs> yeah. A heart is pooed in garden. Uh, Lee, of crew, Cheshire, has 15 convictions stretching from 1996 to 2018. These include incidents of antisocial behaviour, harassment and public order offences. Now, police have obtained an order which bans her from engaging in certain behaviour, including urinating and defecating, outside. Cheshire police also accused her of repeatedly causing trouble and making nuisance 999 calls. If she breaches the conditions, the lout could face up to five years in prison. Whoa. South Cheshire Magistrates Court imposed the CBO at a hearing this week. The five conditions included a ban on possessing booze in an open container within an exclusion zone and <laughs> uh, and curbs on abusive language. Aren't all of these things already illegal? I don't yeah. really understand this. But fine. <laughs> We've made it extra illegal for her and just her. Yeah. Um, the order also aims to stop Lee from ringing the police until she, unless she has a genuine reason. Um, I'm just going to scroll ahead to see if there's any context as to why she's been specifically banned uh, from pooing and urinating in a public area. No, there isn't. That's that's basically it. So wow. there you go. A woman has been banned from shitting in the street. Um, oh. it's it's okay if you guys want to do it. You've not been banned from it yet, so go nuts. Oh my god, that's quality quality journalism. Why haven't that's they in- shit posting? Isn't it? Yay! Oh, very good. Very yeah. Good. Why you can't write an article like that and not tell us why specifically she's? Why is it poo bombed? Poo bomber. <laughs> I just expected Explain there to it. be context, and there isn't. <laughs> Explain it to us. It's. So much of the sun's journalism, and I say that with all of the irony possible in the world, mm-hmm. uh, is is just designed to be shared on Facebook without anyone clicking on it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's just like for people to see the headline and go, oh my God, poo bomber. <laughs> and then that's it. I mean, that's basically what I did here. You're well, right. yeah, I suppose so, but you, do- you dove into it. You've, I think, exposed the corrupt core, as if it needed any more <laughs> exposing. I do actually really <laughs> like the up. final line, I've just noticed. Anyone who encounters her breaching the terms of her CBO is asked to report it to Cheshire Police by calling 101. Just you know, on the off chance that you see her taking a piss on the pavement or something. She's doing it again. <laughs> She's pissing. Quick, the get police. here. Um, oh, my God. There you go, just a little bit of breaking poos there. Uh, I thought it's wow. been a while since I did one, so that was that was the most recent story that I could come up with for you. Um, Thank you for the poos, Peter. You're welcome. Oh, no, that's wonderful. I'm, I'm just I'm searching for other versions of the article, mainly just so to see, am what, I. Just see what comments there are. Yeah. Um, meet the poo bomber, a woman who shoplifts, <laughs> then defecates. Oh, it's loading the... Meet I've the got a poo bomber. Meet the poo bomber, like some sort of meet the fuckers. Yeah, <laughs> sequel. Um, meet the poo bomber, a woman who shoplifts, then defecates in the store before leaving. Oh, so that's what she does. Oh. A self-proclaimed kleptomaniac who experts claim gets such a rush of adrenaline from shoplifting that she loses control of her bowels <laughs> and defecates what? in the shop she steals from. She's not a very good shoplifter then, is she? She's oh, leaving this... DNA everywhere. This is someone else. This is a story from 2017. It's a different poo bomber. There can't be Wait, there's separate poo bombers? Yeah, this is someone else completely. Um, her victims so far have included Best and Less Mittagong, where she ah. stole $173 worth of clothes. The police fact states 
uh, the police fact sheet states the woman stood still with her legs partially apart between a row of display stands. I'll do it. The accused that's, has looked around before shaking her buttocks and flicking part of her dress near the buttock region. The document no. said. No, I don't oh. That was way more descriptive. They just described how to go to the toilet. Mm-hmm. We know we know how to do that. <laughs> it is at this time that the accused has defecated on the shop floor before walking away. The woman then took possession of a tea towel and used it to wipe her buttocks before throwing it under a display stand, the document oh. said. Well, at least she cleaned up a little bit. I get, well, and made a mess in the process, but this is a this is a way better article. Another victim included shop pharmacy in Campbelltown Mall, where police documents said the woman quote went into the squat position and caused a quote dysfunction <laughs> dysfunction in aisle three, <laughs> forcing the shop to close for an hour until it was cleaned up. Dysfunction. Dysfunction. Oh god. It's natural. Me. It shouldn't be labelled a dysfunction. It's a normal bodily action. Yeah, I mean, clearly that home. she she evidently that, but you've got to have you know obviously some kind of mental health issue there to be doing that. So there's there's a limit to to how how much amusement one should gain from that. But it, you know the write up is quite something, if nothing else. Stunning, um, stunning. Yeah. Brilliant. So, uh, well, Thank there you, you go. Peter. Two two <laughs> poo stories for you there. Hope what you a deal! Wow, so so good. So many more than I was anticipating hearing today. <laughs> yeah, uh, so that's number nice. two. Yes, there hey. it is. Let's move on to another question. This is from the Vidiot Stan account at Uvidiots on Twitter. What's the most grandpa slash grandma thing you do? Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Hmm. Oh, I mean, where man. do I start? I, Jesus. <laughs> Peter, do you want to begin, like, when you were born, or, like, where do we jump in with you? Yeah, I mean, you know, I've been away for a few days, and what we tend to do, if we're doing a journey that's more than two and a half hours, if it's three hours or more, we will stop at a National Trust place on the way, purely <laughs> to break up the journey, and because we can. So, that sounds delightful, yeah. Yeah, well, yesterday on our drive home, we stopped at East Riddlesden Hall in Bradford, or in Riddlesden, Ooh. I suppose, and we fed the ducks with duck Aww. food that you can buy for 50p. We went to the tea room and had a cup of tea and a Victoria sponge cake and a wander around the gardens. Um, oh, that sounds Aww. idyllic. It's, it was very nice. Uh, and when, you know, if you've got a three-hour drive ahead of you it's nice to think that after an hour and a half you'll be stopping for tea and cake so i mean that's one thing i do um something i used to do but i don't do anymore that's very granddad is wear bed socks <laughs> oh my god what age were you when you I started doing this and i don't just mean i wore my socks in bed i mean i had special socks i had some actual like well they were like slipper socks you know they weren't i think bed socks are even within that are their own thing but i had like you know really thick fluffy nice slipper socks um, yeah. Do you have like circulation the... issues then? Like, what was this? Or was it? No, fashion? I just. I think it was just. I used to. I used to wear them all the time, like like slipper socks. You know, they have like the little pads to, to stop you slipping on like um, laminated floors and stuff. Um, so you're wandering around the house in some like cozy socks, maybe in the winter. And I think maybe it started that perhaps I'd been getting into bed and my feet were cold, or like the bed was cold, and so I just leave the socks on, and then I started just sort of sleeping in them more and more 
to the point that, you know, I mean, I wouldn't wear them in summer or anything, but like maybe for six months of the year, I would just sleep in, in quote unquote bed socks or slipper socks. I don't know if there's a difference, but nice thick socks that you would not wear with shoes on uh, and you wear them in bed or around the house. Oh, um, we should have made you go last, really, because there's absolutely no way either Mikey or I could ever match those. I, I mean, have those are just the t- bed socks. <laughs> those are just the two that came to mind. You know, that's one thing I did yesterday, and something that I used to do that I know is is quite granddaddy. Um, I still have kind of house socks that I wear, but I don't wear them in bed anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll I'll continue to think while you guys go, see if I can really knock it out of the park. But there you go. Those are my answers. I think the bed socks are just, that's the one. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's yeah. a really big one. Can you think of any, Mikey? I'm I'm pulling up a total blank. I, I think I'm, maybe, I don't know if this is an all-person thing, but I really respect cues and order in like certain yeah. scenarios at least. Like, fuck shit up in your own time, but when we're here queuing, don't cut in or I will tut and give you side eye <laughs> really yeah. intensely and, oh, it just grinds my gears. As you yeah. should, man. Hmm. What else do I do that's old? No, I was going to say I eat old people food, but that's a lie. I think I'm just trying to lie to to up my old man creds and match Peter. (laughs) Uh, I'm trying to think. I I match up all of my socks with their original, you know, partner when I'm when I'm taking them off the era. I don't know if that's a particularly old person thing. That's just what I do. Is that an old person thing? Well, I don't know. I didn't used to do this. This is a development for me. There's some things that I probably don't know whether they're old person things because it's just another thing that (laughs) I do. Yeah, that's normal, isn't it? Things to soak in the in the Mm. whatever the fuck it's called the sink. I always wash up everything and put it on the draining board. All nice. Again, I don't know if that's being organised or just an old old person thing. I'm trying to. I don't know. I like lavender. Lavender's mm. pretty Lavender's nice, like on a, like yeah. an, as an essential oil on your on your pillow. I don't do it very often, but that's nice. It's a nice treat. Yeah. yeah. yeah so when did nice. you start pairing your socks, Ben? Because I always remember quite distinctly, you've always been an odd sock man. Odd yeah, socks. this is a new development, Ben. Yeah, this socks is now. this is PV post videos. Um, <laughs> you've got your shit together now. <laughs> yeah, I really did. I think I threw out a lot of socks and then just bought new socks, and I was like, okay. Nice. You got you to do this properly, Ben. You're a, you're gro- you're a grown ass man. Stop <laughs> wearing purely... one Rick and Morty sock and one stripy sock. <laughs> was that purely a um, just an epiphany you had of your own volition, or was there help or suggestions from a, a, a partner in your life? Was it like because sometimes you need you need your your partner to tell you, hey, you can't do this anymore. You are twenty, whatever. Um, there have been things like that in my life that I've done you know I've, I've had to stop wearing young people clothes yeah <laughs> doesn't fit you Peter which is weird because you're so yeah. small well even just the style like you know I I don't wear as many kind of logo t-shirts anymore and I mean I do but to a I think there's 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 kind of a grading to it and well, you don't I'd have probably like, still be wearing like a, a, a t-shirt over the top of a long sleeved top at this rate if i hadn't been told not to so oh that's fashionable peter do it i know you yeah can wear that i can yeah, if i want that's to that's fine um yeah to to answer your question i i don't think it was my partner didn't say anything about it 
I don't, mm-hmm. I don't believe. But she did ridicule me on a few occasions for wow. the odd socks. But I don't think it was that. It just changed one day. Like I, I don't wear clothes as you say with logos on, apart from work clothes because they're free yeah, and they're relevant <laughs> <laughs> to being on camera. I, I stopped wearing hoodies almost completely. Like I, mm. I never wear hoodies outside anymore. Sometimes I'll wear one at home. But like I, I don't hoodie used. You know, hoodies used to be a big part of my wardrobe, and now they're yeah, not. Stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. We're slowly evolving into grandpa. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of people will be listening to this and thinking that's tame as hell. Yeah. 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 Well, give us your best grandpa of... things, people listening. I'm curious now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that should be the question at the end. But... Oh, we've done the question in the middle, not the end. Oh. I know. Well, Ooh, spoilers. We'll get I've tried to think of any more, but like I struggle. Sometimes I find it difficult to separate. There are things that I know that, as a general rule, people of my demographic don't do, and like my peers. But it's not necessarily an age thing. Like for example, we we're quite partial to a scented candle when we're just chilling in the evening and watching TV. Oh, lovely. But that's not necessarily a granddad thing. It might be just more of a. It might be typically a maybe a more female thing than a male thing, or. I don't know. So it's difficult to pass it sometimes. Do you carry around a little cloth handkerchief with you at all times? (laughs) I don't actually. My dad's a hanky man. Disgusting. Yeah, Yeah, so is my dad. So (laughs) unhygienic. (laughs) Vivid memories of my hanky boy. (laughs) Vivid memories of my granddad whipping out his hanky from his pocket, giving Mm. it a good old blow, and then just shoving it right back in that pocket. The best bit is when they offer it to you, and it's like, no, I don't want a snot rag. Why would you offer that to me? Why? What? Uh, Yeah, people do offer it, and sometimes they offer it, and they 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 feel the need to say, "Oh, I've got a hanky. It's it's clean. clean. It's clean. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. Leave me alone." That hanky's haunted with the things that it has contained. <laughs> Don't need it. Oh, yeah. Well, it's time for my thing. Ooh. Okay, please. I'm going to start off with us. this. Here we go. Poor Claire, or Claricine, or Clarice, or any member of the Franciscan Order of St. Clair, if you want to get alternative name about this, is, right. a Ro- is a Roman Catholic religious order of nuns founded by St. Clair of Assisi in 1212. The Poor Clares are considered the second of the three Franciscan orders. Because each convent of Poor Clares, it feels weird to say, is largely autonomous, practices <clears throat> excuse me, practices have varied greatly, but generally the Poor Clares are regarded as one of the most austere women's orders of the Roman Catholic Church, devoted to prayer, penance, contemplation, and manual work, and usually adopting the strictest enclosure, severe fasts, and other austerities. So that's just sort of setting the groundwork there for this article from i believe the 21st of march 1990 whoa and the title is nuns sell up and move out (laughs) okay it's by john fraser in brussels it says this is a screenshot of a newspaper A, a group of belgian nuns with a taste for the high life has sold their convent in boring bruges and moved to a sunny chateau in the south of france police are now on the trail of eight nuns of the poor sisters of clara who received nearly one million pounds for their 600 year old convent building what the building in the center of the historic flanders city has been sold to property developers part of the proceeds was invested in a chateau in tarbes in the sunny foothills of the french pyrenees 
An investigating judge from Bruges has flown there to question the eight newly rich poor sisters of Clara. <laughs> he is investigating reports that some of their newfound wealth has been spent on some racehorses, a £60,000 Mercedes car and a farm. The nuns, led by 61-year-old sister Anna, were last seen leaving Bruges in a convoy of two cars and an ambulance. The ambulance was for frail 93-year-old sister Agnes, the oldest of the group. Vatican lawyers and property developers are still arguing over whether the nuns were entitled to sell their convent. Legally, the nuns may have been within their rights to dispose of this property, said Mr. Peter Russell, spokesman of, uh, for the Bishop of Bruges. But they failed to ask permission from the Vatican first, and this could make the sale null and, null and void. The bishop was most amazed when he was told they had uh, suddenly decamped. We don't know what possessed them. Perhaps they wanted a bit of sun and warmth in their old age. The convent is certainly rather big for eight people, and it's too expensive to heat it properly. <laughs> That's great. Police are investigating suggestions that the convent was sold to a property company for a fraction of its real value. The Belgian legal investigation is centred on the convent's former caretaker and odd job man, Mr. Ronnie Crabb, 35. <laughs> police are investigating allegations that he... How many times can they say police are investigating? Mm. Allegations that he accepted money from the nuns for his help in the transaction. Legal sources in Bruges said last night the sell itself appears to have been legal, even if the Catholic bishop disproved of it. Under Belgian law, the nuns had a legal right to the convent and its contents when they were living there. They bought their new French chateau, which lies between Tarbes and the Holy Centre of Lourdes, about two years ago. Police believe they got the money by selling art treasures and religious relics from the convent. Three racehorses were also bought in the convent's name. Crazy. Wow. It continues oh like that. Uh, 50 years ago, they would never have defied their bishop in case they would go to hell, said a Belgian journalist. But the spirit of female emancipation has even penetrated the nunnery walls. Oh, oh. no. <laughs> Feminism's at it again. Oh, no. <laughs> so that's the basic gist. This article did the rounds like uh, a few weeks ago on Twitter. And um, when you Google it, you can't really find a great deal of information. But I did manage to find seemingly a follow-up article from UPI.com that okay. sort of uh, discusses what happened to Mr. Ronnie Crabb, who was being investigated, their sort of, their fella, their handyman. So here we are. The advisor to ageing nuns who sold their convent for $1.4 million and left in a Mercedes for the south of France was freed from jail on Friday, oh. saying the sisters knew exactly what they were doing. Ronnie Crabb had been accused of conning the eight nuns into selling the Order of the Poor Clares convent in Bruges. His release after 39 day days in jail shows it was, tr it was a trumped-up case all along, his lawyer said. The nuns wanted the proceeds from the convent to go to their families rather than the church after they all died, so they changed the statutes of the convent, lawyer Clive Van Eerden said. Under the old bylaws, the Diocese of Bruges would have received the property and goods of the convent after the death of all the sisters, aged 62 to 93. The nuns changed the bylaws several months ago and sold the convent to textile firms, said the lawyer, who spoke for Crabbe at a news conference outside the jail in Ghent. Most of the sisters rode last month to their new home in France in a $110,000 Mercedes limousine. The 93-year-old nun who cannot see, hear or walk tailed behind in an ambulance, which is a visual that I really enjoy. The lawyer charged that church officials used their powers to provoke a criminal inquiry because it wants a reason for a civil trial to obtain the goods of the convent or what's left of it. 
A spokesman of the uh, for the Bishop of Bruges denied the accusation. The church has never wanted the goods of that convent, the spokesman said. The bishop was only interested in the welfare of the sisters. Sure. Mm. Of course. The lawyer well, for Crab- I bet they're pretty well off, to be honest. They wouldn't worry about them. They're probably yeah, they're, okay. Their welfare's pretty good. Yeah. The lawyer for Crab said he read in investigatory files a deposition given in the south of France by one of the elderly nuns, Sister Josephine, whom he described as very clear of mind, not senile. She declared to the police that she knew her convent was on a list where the bishop didn't allow any new nuns to come in. The lawyer said, so she said, why should we just let it bleed to death and let the diocese get all the goods back? <laughs> the bishop spokesman said one problem in the modern day church is a lack of young women wishing to join the sisterhood, but maintained the order of the poor Clares could still have been round for a while. But why? Uh, but why the six showy cars, considering that none of the nuns can drive? They wanted them, so they bought them, Crabbe's lawyer oh. said. It's as simple as that. That's why this whole inquiry is so silly. Hmm. And Endless respect for these ladies. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the nuns <laughs> who were just like, done being a fucking nun. This is legally ours. Going to sell it. Fuck off. Move the church France. is like, they must have been conned. There's no way they'd do this. And then the nuns are like, actually, yes. Yeah, we there, did. There is. We bought some racehorses, uh, some cars, a chateau a and a farm. So, an ambulance. Fuck you oh, all. God. Uh, and there Love we are. It. That, that is, is the incredible. story of the Bruges uh, Poor Claire's convent who upped sticks and moved to the south of France. Mm-hmm. That is so good. Wow. That, like you said, that mental image of a frail old lady leaving <laughs> leaving this town in they the back didn't of an leave ambulance. Her behind, so they put her in an ambulance, so she's safe, but they all drove there in a Mercedes limousine that they bought. This is what sisterhood's all about. <laughs> yeah, sisters are doing it for themselves. What does it oh, say? Really it sounds the... like pictures of them. That's really upsetting. The spirit of female emancipation has even penetrated the nunnery walls. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness me. And when nuns are thinking for themselves, you know that society's going to collapse. What next? Other women? <laughs> <laughs> there we are. That's my thing. Big Let's fan. move on Great to the name. final question from Paul at Paul Zaremba 16 who says, if you were able to retire right now, this is somewhat appropriate, actually, with a literal mountain of funds, what would you, what would you do with the rest of your days? Daily podiats? Fucking no. Twice weekly worse games on your other channel? No. Bring back memory cards? Maybe. Or maybe just relax. Kay, love you, bye. Hmm. What would you do if you had unlimited funds and could retire tomorrow? God. Oh. I'd buy a big bit of land somewhere and learn how to build a house. Yeah, I think I think like building some kind of wooden wood cabin would be quite fun. But you know, I've got all the time in the world, so I start small, make little boxes, and as time goes on, these boxes get bigger and bigger until they're the size of a house, and then I live in it, and that's wow, my rich house-sized box. Mm. Lovely. I, yeah, I think actually, I think generally, just having the freedom to do whatever, I'd do carpentry. Sounds fun as hell. <laughs> I think that's like genuinely that's something I really want to try. And yeah, woodworking is a cool skill. Yeah, yeah, I always thought that as well. Your Maybe granddad was a, or slash is a woodworking genius wiz- wizard, right, Peter? I think have you yeah. mentioned that before? Yeah, I don't remember mentioning it, but he is like he's very good at, at that. He's never he wasn't like professionally one. He just uh, just just picked it up over years of um, you know doing it partly as a hobby and partly as as a necessity. And the house that they had, and you know, um, he. 
he built a like a little Wendy house for me and my Aww. sister when we lived next door and we were like five years oldish. Mm-hmm. Um, he and he didn't build it out of a plan or buy it from a catalog. He just designed what he was going to do and built this like tiny little house uh, that we could play in. And then um, when we got older and obviously didn't play in that anymore, he converted it into a hen house, which then went into <laughs> their field and he kept chickens in it. So oh yeah, God. he's a, a dab nice. hand really. Um, yeah, so I've always thought that, you know, I've like seen him doing that and thought, oh yeah, that looks good. And he now he's, um, he, he doesn't do as much um, sort of carpentry, ca- carpentry or joinery, but he really likes a lathe now, which is one of those things where it spins around a block of wood and then you like hold a chisel against it and it like shaves it off you've probably seen like videos of it on the internet and stuff it's like oddly satisfying things and you see all the little bits of sawdust come off so he makes like bowls and he made a breadboard for us and stuff so yeah i I think that'd be nice Um, i think that'd be quite quite fun just to become self-sufficient make your own shit and yeah that's it i don't know why i have to be rich to do that but (laughs) i guess i do (laughs) Well, it's funny you should mention my granddad actually, because if I if money was no object, one thing I'd really like to do is actually buy their house back. Um, not specifically <laughs> kick them out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean like not. So they they moved house not so long ago, mm-hmm. and that house has been in the family for about three generations, and it used to be one big house. And then when my parents got married and had, well, they had my brother, my older brother, for two years, and then I was born. And they were thinking, oh, we need a new house. And my grandparents actually split their house down the middle. They like partitioned it and it became essentially a semi-detached house. Mm. Um, so then we lived in next door to my grandparents for years. And then we moved out, but then they remained in, in the house for a long time. And they lived in it for probably 60 years or something uh, in total. And then they had to sell it recently because it was just too big for them. And it wasn't, it was like kind of up in the kind of the wilds and it, the snow can be bad and stuff. And they were getting older and they were, it's not practical anymore. But like if, uh, if, if money was no object, I'd probably buy that house uh, and try and buy the next door bit as well from, from where it was partitioned. Cause that just got sold to another family eventually. And mm. I just live in that house and do it up and get a gardener in who can do the garden better do the garden better than I can because I, I I can't do that at all and uh yeah maybe do me and Mikey will just do woodwork in that house sounds good <laughs> lovely we'll we'll redo the entire house with our own custom made furniture and it'll be yeah. a delight that sounds really lovely mm. um i would take a gap year yeah, I never Good never traveling. did one of those. Yeah, yeah, I would pay someone to organize a round the world trip for me so that I could stop off. I'd like to visit every continent. I'd like to just yeah. go and see things, but I wouldn't retire. I would stay employed. Oh, yeah. No, I wouldn't um, retire. I'd like to keep working and then just have a nicer quality of life in gen- general by the yeah. place that I live in eat the more expensive food uh get take the heinz beans the heinz the beans ones. the branded beans um take try to you know take a good holiday each year to a nice place and yeah. uh sort out my family and friends just having with, that nice cushion which makes everything a lot less scary and treacherous yeah exactly 
Um, I would oh. financially unburden my friends and family to the yeah, extent that yeah. I was able to do so. And then invest the rest. Maybe maybe buy a couple of places to rent out so my money makes money. And, Ooh. you know, that sort of stuff. Maybe, maybe offer some money up to Cultaholic Ventures LLC and buy into that because that's Ooh. a good company that's going places. And I would like mm-hmm. to, you know, offer them a cash injection if I was nice. suddenly able to do that, for example. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, that that would be it, really. Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely wouldn't want to retire. I'd want nah, to be doing... Too early to retire, for sure. Doing You'd stuff. Lose your you mind. Would, yeah, you would lose your mind. You know, even people who... Who really this where this really does happen to them, and they win the lottery. They either you know you quite you hear quite often that people will either just stay in their job that they they're already doing because they love it, or you know maybe if they don't like that job in itself, they'll then go and just start volunteering like four or yeah. five days a week somewhere because they just need something to do like that. So yeah, yeah. Well, there we are. That's all the mm. questions. So, sorry, Mike. Were you about to say something else? I don't want to cut you off there. No, I just said lovely, 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 <laughs> lovely, lovely. Yeah, we've all heard it now. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much for listening, everybody. That's the questions. That's the things. Who would like to hear what's coming out? Sash came out on video. It's two, three years ago. Yes, please. Fuck uh, this Fork. next fortnight. We've got for duck's sake. Vanilla Minecraft episode twelve. Work on the Omega Swan slash duck is nearing completion for Peter. As the gang discusses what level of crime the royal family could dot, dot, dot. Boy, that sounds intriguing. You better go watch it. (laughs) Better go and watch it. We've also got Sliding on Blood, Fairy Tale Fights. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Our thumbnails really have stepped up at this point onwards. There's some really creative stuff happening. This is a very violent one. We definitely couldn't get away with now. There's so much blood on the thumbnail. (laughs) It's horrible. Smash that F button. Worms Revolution. Did that one. Happy birthday, Owen, is a private video that's had 43 <laughs> views somehow. Wow. Hope, hope you had a good birthday, though, Owen. I hope you had a good viewing session of that. Hope you enjoyed it. Everyone it watched it 43 times on so many times. Uh, binging with Babish, five tasty recipes for your Switch cartridge. I thought oh. that was a great video and uh, it didn't like get five million views, so it was a failure. I'm, I'm a- it was a weird tension in the build-up of that video. It was like, fuck, like, we need more views. Like, we need to do something big, you know, something fun. And it was like, this is it. We're going to, like, this This. This. feels like a good, funny idea. And this has a chance. And then it didn't. And it was like, well, that's the death sentence for videos then, isn't it? <laughs> a parody. A parody oh. binging with Babish. My main takeaway from that video is just... Uh, literally the opening line is is where i'm not saying i mean it's an incredible video but i would say it peaks in the very opening line which is welcome bach to benji oh yeah as you move a a picture of bach there's a bach on the ipad that get yeah that's that's the sort of level of highbrow humor that vidiots was uh renowned for along with the farts uh, (laughs) right next to each other uh so yeah that's a great video go watch it uh post some tat number 26 the ultimate tat don't know that's it we've 100 percented post some tat that's it that's the description i don't know how intriguing again you'll have to go watch to find out why that's the ultimate tat wonderful a vod of a video's live stream we happy few when we played that we sure did we definitely did the playing of the game becoming beautiful barbie makeover magic part one prove it i was Uh, thinking about that the other day typically 
this got more views than the, than the live action finale because right, we did two why. let's plays and then a, yeah because that's how YouTube works. Worst games ever: B movie game. You like Jones? Good one. <laughs> Indiana Bones, Vanilla Minecraft episode thirteen. Mm-hmm. Three headed Oscar winner: You Star Two. Hey. I think that's we all the one wore where a massive we all get shirt. inside the shirt. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. How big was that shirt? That was a monster. It was shirt. really big. It was like a quadruple XL in American Damn. sizes as well. It was, it was a very large shirt. Uh Becoming Beautiful Barbie Makeover Magic Part 2. Uh Poddy it's episode 13 Spook Ronto. Post some tat number 27 Miley's Special Toys. I don't know what that means. Oh Jesus. It's a little worrying. <laughs> Uh, Barbie makeover magic in real life live action finale less views than the first one good stuff we uh, made uh, Mikey look even more beautiful uh, in two fond memories styles. of me scrubbing my skin off in the yogs bathroom oh, for that yeah. one <laughs> you were a real trooper why did we choose the permanent makeup I don't know because it was from Poundland and it was yeah, that's yeah oh god that was right we went to Poundland for a little trip and got everything we needed from there quality we sure did we sure did. And finally, worst games ever, 3D Pets Volume 1. Uh, this is where we try to quote unquote mod the game by yeah. just fucking with the source yeah. files. Yeah, we did. We wanted to change the intro so it like said Stoke on Trent when you started it up. <laughs> but we did manage to fuck with the pet files so that the dogs look like they've been drawn all over. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, good. that's that's one that um peaks right at the end actually rather than right at the start where uh you know we play a whole game of worst games ever and it's very good where we mess around with the the assets but then just as we're doing the wrap-up the dog just pisses all over the floor <laughs> and lies down in it and goes to sleep yeah <laughs> That's oh good brilliant. stuff i've just realized we didn't add anything to the thread this week on twitter there's just dave stood maybe not wearing <laughs> pants and it I speaks hope everyone, for itself hope everyone enjoyed that um, yeah, but there we are. That is what came out, Mikey. I believe there's a store. Do you want me to just add in the picture of Dave again to the thread? Yeah, should we just do? Yeah. Should we just double up? Can it be slightly zoomed in? Yeah, I feel like I just to come come a little closer, son. <laughs> Wait, how do you want it zoomed in? Because if I zoom out, zoom in, we go. Do I just zoom in on the legs? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll just do a little bit. I'll chop off like around the nip. There you go. Around the nip, yeah. Around the nip. Dave Nipson. There we go. Oh, that's horrifying. <laughs> Maybe when you look at this in a thread, it'll look like the bottom oh, and top half of the image. Yeah, it's just a man in in his pants. And that's Sorry, that. Dave. That's good. Oh. That's a really good Dave. Uh, yeah, Mikey, tell us about the store. Oh, store.yogscast.com is a wonderful, magnificent, beautiful place with lots of brilliant T-shirts, hug, hugs. Yes, hugs. I meant hugs. to say hoodies and mugs, but I combined them into a hug. But the best hug you can buy is from Vidiots on the Vidiots section of the site where we've got big hugs, small hugs, long hugs, short hugs, every kind of hug you can need. And even better, if you don't like paying full dollar for your hugs, you can use discount code Vidiots at checkout for 10% off absolutely everything. Everything. The Yogscast off. Every every single thing on that shop you can get 10% off with Claude Vidiots. Do it now. Thank you. Do it. it. We're on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook.com all forward slash Vidiots Official. We're also on Twitch.tv forward slash Vidiots Official. Streamlabs.com forward slash Podiots Donations. Donate three pounds or more to get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show and support us. We really, 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 really flip and appreciate it. Uh, yes. Mikey, kick us off again. 
I Guess I'm Demons, and Stephen Scores. Thank you both for the generous donations. Pro Trainer, Stukalicious, Eric... Oh, I'm going to admit... Eric! 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 <laughs> Eric, Tile, Des, Function. Freddy, Centre Park's Weber. But Camel Case is hard to read. Father Jonathan's Pizza. Peter Borean, Chain Smoker. Big Titty Jesus 42. Austin Peter Mingita, a succulent Chinese walrus, and puddles of podiates. Hmm. Also, Specky Becky, shit names for wankers. Currently one, currently, every time, currently on episode 65. Check Chog Hedgehog, RIP. Always an adventure. Mr. Black forgot if he donated. Raindrop Joy. Lord Camelcase Brotovich, the very generous Staniac that fingered the Pope. Uh, an excellent moustache, Mikey's spiciest fart museum, Fintristam, Max says just like spaghetti, Don Echo 7, wank in the wank in the Aldi middle aisle, and Eurovision dong contest. Finally, we have Mikey likes the dangle, spread cheeks, slap balls, Carol Voldemort, Chegg winner of all, Basil Thrush boom boom, Nobby blobby wanked on Noddy, help my bum fell off, Mr Macca. Tommy the Wank Engine says, thanks MJ for helping to burn my DVD, uh, using Orphan Tears as lube, make Pod Squad wholesome again, Big Dick Johnson's Greasy Gunt, Just Keep Swimming Ash, Prince Beefcakes, Caroline I'm Leaving You, and Scotch Bonnet Bum Ring Sting. That's your Pod Squad. Thank you so much everybody for supporting us once more. Streamlabs.com forward slash Podiots Donations, £3 or more. Uh, Mikey, where are you hiding on the internet? You can find me hiding under the rock of Twitter at ParrotBoy on the Twitters where I occasionally post things. Been a bit quiet recently, but there's some nice pet pictures on there and stuff. So look at them. Ooh. Mm. And uh, uh, ParrotBoy on Twitch where I'm also being very quiet at the minute. I apologize. I'll get back to streaming at some point, probably. Uh, uh, uh. He'll, he'll get to it and it'll yeah. be a triumphant and glorious return. And it'll exactly. be worth the wait. Peter, where are we? We are Team Triple Jump um, on YouTube and Twitch and Twitter and Facebook. Um, that's where we're doing videos that you'll be a little bit familiar with, including Worst Games Ever, mm. uh, Rules Boss related things, and so on and so forth. We have a new presenter now, Ashton Ooh. Matthews. Whoa! Um, and uh, so there's there's all sorts to check out over there. We're also individually on social media at Confused underscore Dude and at That Peter Austin. Uh, that's on Twitter mainly. Yeah. 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 You okay? You done? Yeah. <laughs> you sound yeah. knackered, Peter. Are you all right? <laughs> I am really tired. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You've just come back I had, from your holidays. Yeah. I mean, it was like a four day, five day weekend. Um, and, but it was like, you're kind of, you're on. I mean, I wasn't hosting. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't having to entertain other people, but like, I was, you know, socializing. And I really enjoyed it. And I wouldn't, I don't want anyone. <laughs> to think that I wasn't enjoying myself, but that to me, some people find that energizing and some people find it exhausting. And I found it exhausting. I, I definitely know what you mean. It was Peter yeah. and Amy on tour, wasn't it? As much as it was a holiday. It was. Yeah. <laughs> to go and perform. Yeah. Uh, well, we're finishing up now. 
and then you can go do some more socializing later which i know yep. you've got to get off to go and do <laughs> oh dear peter <laughs> uh so there we are why not leave us an itunes review or a review slash rating on your platform of choice it helps something to do with al gore's rhythms thank you so much everybody for listening the question was about what was the most grandma and granddad thing you do yeah right yeah. let us know There's everybody some corkers out there let us know. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Look after yourselves. Bye. 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 Bye.